I don't really remember what Delilah said, like what she talked it about. It was mostly, I just she mostly spoke to, tall, to callers. Oh, okay. Like people would call in and they'd be like, I'm just going through this really difficult time and Delilah, you're just always so encouraging. And so I just wanted to talk to you and I want to tell my boyfriend um, that I broke up with 10 years ago. I just want to tell him I still think about him sometimes. Listen, we've all been there, honey. And Greggy, if you're out there, Greggy, Donna here wants to let you know that she misses you. <laughs> and I've got the perfect song for this. Give me the beat points and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. It did feel like sometimes she had this list of songs that she had to include every <laughs> yeah. night. And so she would just find some way to make it a dedication to someone. <laughs> I am recording now. Are we starting? Oh, yeah. We probably should. (laughs) You're listening to The Greatest Gift Podcast, where we empower and uplift parents by reminding them why they chose to give their children the gift of homeschooling. Our goal is to reframe and redefine the stereotypes of homeschool kids as we highlight the positives and explore the negatives with honesty and hope. Hey everybody, welcome to the Greatest Gift Podcast. It's me, your host, Jay. And Free. Say host. Your host. Yes, it's an early morning record for This is us. our first time doing a morning recording. I, I would consider myself a morning person, but I'm not like a talkative morning person. Yeah, agreed. I'm like, I can get a lot of stuff done in the morning, but I'm not going to like tell you my life story. Now, if it's the afternoon, I'll tell you my life story all day long, which if you've been listening (laughs) at all to these podcasts, you know that quite well. (laughs) What time are you waking up these days, generally? Um, When we're not putting on a show. Right. um, Sometimes as early as five, usually more like between five and six. Today, even though we were in dress rehearsal really late last night, I still got up at 6.30, so I'm kind of proud of myself. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a morning person. What about you? How early? I think ever since Percy was born, I started waking up kind of between five and six to in the beginning, just out of necessity, because that is when he would wake up and now still out of necessity. But if I want to get anything done before he wakes up, right? does he wake up with the sun though? Cause right now it's the summer. Sometimes we've been blocking out his room. Anyway, this isn't fun podcast talk for you, the listeners, Full disclosure here, it's pretty touch and go all month here uh, at Greatest Gift Industries because <laughs> because Bree is directing a show here on campus with for the Homeschool Care Foundation. Would you want to talk a little bit about Enlightening the Dark oh, and sure. what it means? You know, I said I don't talk a lot in the morning, but if you get me started on this program, I could talk for a I little while. I would love for you to <laughs> just talk a little bit about this program and like what it means for homeschoolers and what it's about. Yeah. Okay, so the um, the program itself is called Enlightening the Dark Theater Arts Program. It is part of the student outreach program um, of the Homeschool Care Foundation. So it is like connected in that way. In high school, I thought that teen theater was the cheesiest thing in the world. 
Um, I thought it was so dumb, and I never really wanted to be a part of it. Um, my acting background was all with uh, speech and debate because we, we did competitive acting. And then I would also do church productions. Um, I was in some really quality church productions that were amazing. Um, and just any opportunity like that. But as far as teen theater specifically, I really stayed away from that. Whenever a script is written for teens, you know, like uh, teen uh, skits. You know, there are like those books that are supposed to have the scripts in them for teen Chicken skits. soup skits for the teenage yeah. soul. I mean, it's true. Like, that's like, is that, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I'm wondering if it's actually a script. That's but I know something. chicken soup for the soul is a thing. And I know that teen scripts are a thing. So I would not be surprised if the two combined were a little bit cheesy. <laughs> um, but anyway, I always tried to stay away from that because I felt, it almost felt like a form of disrespect to me of like disrespecting our intellect and our abilities as teens um, because teenagers are in that space between childhood and adulthood and it's kind of like dumbing it down more to the child rather than pushing them toward the adult and I really wanted to give my students something that respected them as artists and also had a purpose beyond just having fun. Having fun is still a priority for me, but you don't have to do that separate from creating depth and something meaningful that's going to make an impact. And so we formed this program. It's all original plays. I do most of the writing, but this year, our second act for the show we're currently doing was written by one of my students. I, I did a script writing class, and then our board voted on the winning script. And so Zach is having his one act performed, along with a few things that I've written. And next year, we have a big production. We're creating a, um, a company next year, which is really exciting. And it's still going to be focused on teens. Um, it's all the stories are always going to be topics that they can relate to and that they can portray. Uh, but we are going to include more adults in the future as well, playing more supporting roles. And um, we're just really, really excited about where God's taking this. And we've had a lot of breakthroughs. Um, we have some really deep conversations. A lot of healing takes place through rehearsal. And we also enjoy a lot of humor and have a lot of fun in the way that we do things. And so I told you... Early in the morning, I can still talk a lot about Enlightening the Dark Theater Arts Program. <laughs> but that's because it's so, uh, it's kind of hard to divorce from everything going on right now because that show happens tonight is yeah, opening this night. This is the first night. We have a really small audience tonight where we have a lot of people who are performing who have never performed before. And so we want to help them out a little bit, kind of ease them into it. We're going to have a small audience tonight. Tomorrow night is just recording. So our shows are going to be available on Amazon Prime. Um, that's oh. something we're working toward. Yeah, that's and cool. then, um, Is there a link to that that I could put in the show notes? Or probably um, not yet. I probably guess. not yet, but it's okay. something people can look for in the future. That's awesome. So just to kind of fill you in on what's going on over here, that's why we've been a little bit... Uh, I wouldn't say inactive. Uh, I would but... say <laughs> slightly more lethargic on the eps. Yeah, if we maybe don't sound super enthusiastic... It might just be because sleep is something we'd be more enthusiastic about. <laughs> so this one's going to be another junior episode, um, but I'm still pretty excited about it. Bri has brought a pretty fun topic for us to 
bounce around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and this um, this topic, what I ended up doing was, you know, we have a list of topics that Jay and I would like to cover over the span of several months, and we have a list of people we want to interview, but I realized, hold on, we're doing this podcast for the parents, and we haven't asked them what they want to hear. Um, of course, you guys are always welcome to email us, and we will give you that email address at the end of this episode, uh, but I also haven't, like, gone around and talked to the homeschool parents that I know and asked them what they'd like to hear. So today's topic, is actually per request from one of the parents that we work with Um, and she said something that she would like to know as a parent is if we felt like we missed out on the high school experience as homeschoolers so I guess the first thing that we should uh, define is what is viewed as the typical high school experience what are some of those things Jay help me think well I saw a movie called High School Musical wherein uh, Dr. Troy Bolton was doing his good basketball work out there, mm-hmm. but then also got to do the theater stuff. Yeah, he did balance that. Um, it was it was a struggle, though. But it was a struggle, was... and the lockers were very colorful, and you could dance in the cafeteria. So is that kind of what we're... Well, I will say I'm really glad you're out there doing your research. You, you guys can really <laughs> count on us to make sure that we are researching what we would have missed out on. You know, maybe that's an accurate reflection. I don't, I don't know, Jay. Um... <laughs> If that's the case, then yes, I feel like I missed out on the high school experience. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am married to, um, (laughs) this makes it sound so clinical. Um, My wife went to public school all all through high school, private school and elementary school. So she, and homeschooled in middle school. So she's kind of run the gamut. Just from talking to her, gleaning what her high school experience was like. I'm joking a lot about having only seen High School Musical and Freaks and Geeks, but like I, I feel like I do at least have a base understanding of what I missed being a sure. lifelong homeschooler. Well, and I mean, I would also say things like prom. That was one of the things that the mom mentioned. Oh, you didn't she have prom? Said, well, I, I haven't talked about what I did oh. yet, but I feel like that's on the list. A little teaser. Yeah, a little teaser. <laughs> you want to talk about prom? Let's talk about prom. <laughs> okay, so for us, uh, where I lived... We didn't have a homeschool prom. There are actually a lot of towns that do that. Towns. Cities. <laughs> communities. Oh, my gosh. Um, there are a lot of places that actually do that, and some of them do it really well. But for us, we actually had a senior banquet that happened every year. And I call it senior banquet because the seniors were recognized, but it was for freshmen through seniors to participate in. And it was this huge banquet, really good food. And then they had a live band. And apparently for the first few years before my friends and I were attending, they had the band, but people kind of just hung out and talked during the music. Well, we all swing dance. Um, all of my high school friends and I, um, I learned how to swing dance from one of my friend's moms and then I taught all my friends. And so that was something that our group did. We swing danced everywhere. Anytime we were hanging out, we were swing dancing. your life is a movie, dog. (laughs) I love the vintage classic kind of stuff. And so I was all about it. And I also have the background in ballet. And so just dancing was ingrained in my soul. And so, um... My friends and I, we all got really good at swing dancing because we did it so much. So we ended up going to that banquet that first time when it was our group attending for the first time. And there was a live band and we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because we had been dancing to one thing a lot of people don't know. For swing dancing, you can actually dance to a lot of like popular songs. It's not just 
uh, the classics. You can dance to a lot of things with swing dance. And you so, heard it here first, folks. This has been our first paid sponsorship, <laughs> paid for by the Swing Dancing Board. Oh my gosh. But that was the legitimate live band, and we had never had that before, so we were super pumped. So we were moving tables and stuff, and from that point forward, every year at the banquet, they knew like people were going to be dancing, and so they, they made room for it. So I loved that. That was an alternative to prom for me. It was something nice. that I looked forward to every year. We did wear formals. Everybody dressed up really nice. I think it was better than prom because we also got really good food. Nice. <laughs> um, and I know that's not everyone's style. Some people prefer the more, you know, upbeat, typical prom music, I guess, uh, with all the lights and stuff. But I really love swing dancing. So that was that was perfect for me. And I think that if I hadn't been into that style, I think my parents probably would have made an effort to find something that I would have yeah. liked more. Um, but it was important to them that I had that, you know, experience with my friends and getting to dress up and all of that so I don't feel like I missed out but I also maybe have a different style than a lot of other kids but my friends and I liked it what about you did you have prom in like the whole school community I ran in in Nashville there was a prom and a banquet for the prom I did 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 not go um but we we did do the banquet because my mom she ran like the music for the homeschool banquet for Middle Tennessee. Did you guys um, also dance for that? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was dancing. I don't think there was. There was live music, but it was mostly just like eating and then hanging out. Yeah, see, I, I think I would have felt like I had missed out yeah. if I had been under those circumstances. Yeah. I don't know if it was a real feeling of missing out at that age and more of just like a, huh, all of my like church friends are having a lot of fun like drama for prom <laughs> that I'm really enjoying watching from the outside, but it seems very stressful for them <laughs> on the inside. Well, I think I that know. does come down to personality. So I think the heart of the question of do you feel like you missed out on the high school experience, I think this mom is particularly or specifically wanting to know if you do feel like you missed out, what could your parents have done differently? And if you didn't feel like you missed out, what did they do right? Yeah. And so I would say an easy answer to that question is know your kids and be willing to make an effort to help them have the experience that they want to have. Of course, within parameters and what you feel is appropriate, but definitely let your kids have a say in that. Yeah. So if they don't care so much about prom, you know, that wasn't a priority to Jay, so he didn't feel like he missed out. No. Um, I didn't feel like I missed out because my parents found something that was better for me. It fit my personality better. Maybe some other... Oh, the mom also asked about graduation ceremonies, if homeschoolers have graduation oh, ceremonies. we do. We yes. Did. What did you guys do? I mean, it was like every other school's graduation ceremony I've ever been to, which is to say boring and long <laughs> yeah so and you you throw your hat you know and the way that works is really just connecting with your local homeschool group and there can be some really big organizations in yeah. different areas um i graduated with mhea that's the memphis home educators association it was huge you know it was like a regular yeah. high school graduation um and a lot of my friends were also part of that organization so i definitely don't feel like i missed out on that experience either because i was also graduating with my friends and it was big and boring which i guess is the whole point we did get thing. to toss our hats maybe that's the point i don't i don't really know 
<laughs> but yeah, um, most larger homeschool communities have those options. Yeah. So definitely try to tap into that. I think the real heart of the question, or at least from my experience of like fear of missing out, I guess, as mm -hmm. a homeschooler, is when you see all of these kids who develop what at least appears to be a very close relationship because of how much time they spend together sure. literally every day yeah. doing the same thing. And so when you're homeschooled, you know, I, I was very, very lucky and blessed to have a lot of close friends my age, family friends, or they were my schoolmates who went to tutorial with me once a week. But I definitely remember seeing a lot of my other friends who were not homeschooled, um, the way that they knew each other and interacted with each other oftentimes felt a lot uh, like it was on a much deeper level than I knew my friends. Um, and it was because of that sort of, or at least to me as a high schooler, it felt like it was because they were hanging out every day, experiencing things every day. And it's funny though, looking back on it now, I, I see that it was kind of exactly the same thing. It was just a different context. Yeah, every relationship's different. You know, what I perceived as them being able to, like, hang out every day, it was just like going to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, they were, like, sitting in class. Um, one thing that I think we learn as we grow up and we have a little bit more perspective, too, is that in high school and middle school specifically, and sometimes even with elementary kids, cliques can be mistaken for connection and closeness. That is, thank you for saying what I was trying to say and couldn't. That's exactly what it was. And a lot of the time, I think I noticed it because sometimes it did feel exclusive. Yeah, if you're on the outside of that, you want to be on the inside of it. Exactly. Yeah. And I know for me as a sort of socially anxious, but still wanting to like be friends with everyone, it oftentimes felt like I was an outsider. Yeah, I think that that is something that probably a lot of homeschoolers can relate to, especially like if you're seeing those kids once a week at church or whatever, and they go to school together all week long. Um, I think a lot of homeschoolers can relate to that situation. Even within homeschool groups, there are always going to be cliques too. You know, mm -hmm. I can still recall some girls at my co-op who made me always feel like I wasn't cool enough to be their friend, you know? Um, and that's just the way some kids behave. And totally. they're going to be that way in all kinds of groups. One of the beautiful things about homeschooling, though, is that, like, my mom was there on co-op days, too. So she know she knew what I was facing. She saw me get excluded. And she would often look around and say, oh, well, that girl over there, you like her. You guys hang out all the time. Go spend time with her. She always enjoys time with you. You know, my mom was able to kind of monitor and see and then be like, hey, let's try this. Um, and then cool. when I got home and I would express, you know, so-and-so was just like really mean to me today. She was like, yeah, that makes sense because I know who they are, you know? Oh, um, and so it was kind of good that my mom didn't shield me from that, but she was there to communicate with me about it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is an asset. And I think that every kid at the end of their high school experience, not every kid, that's a big statement, most kids, there are probably some things that they look back on and they're like, man, I wish I had tried out for this. Or I wish I had joined that club. Or, yeah. you know, there's always, you could always do more. Everybody can always do more. And so... I bet that most people, if you ask them if they missed out on something in high school, they would probably say yes to yeah. some extent. 
But overall, if you are a parent who is involved in what your kids enjoy and you want to get involved in that too, or you are willing to sit and ask them questions about their preferences, I don't think that they're going to walk away thinking that they missed out from the whole yeah. high school experience if you're able to help them plug into what they want to prioritize as their high school experience. If anything, like looking back on being a high schooler, at the very least, it taught me how to kind of carve out my own scene, if you will. Um, and I guess I'm thinking purely just because so much of my high school was spent playing music or like being in various bands or whatever, but being homeschooled, you kind of have to carve out a lot of that stuff for yourself. You have to find like-minded people and be a little bit more intentional about setting up, doing a show or, or writing music together or anything like that. Yeah, and I think a lot of, at least for me, and it sounds like it was similar for you, we went to a lot of different places with different groups. All the time. And so it was like I had one group of friends at ballet. I had another group of friends at my tutorial. At one point I was also in a co-op at the same time. Um, so I had friends there. And then I had my church friends. And I had you know, all these different groups. And so that's great because I was a really social person. And so I loved having all these different friends. Um, but then as I got older and it was like, okay, we're getting closer and closer to graduation. We need to hone on, hone in on your priorities before going to college. So I had to kind of decide, okay, which groups do I need to prioritize as friends and which groups do I need to prioritize like that activity that we're doing. And so um, it did like get more and more narrow, but that was also part of us figuring out what's more important. And so I, I think that those are probably both benefits. The one side for a while being exposed to a lot of different groups yeah. and then eventually having to make decisions and prioritize the, the closer friends and the activities that were going to propel me into the future that I wanted to have, you know. And, and good parents... <laughs> Thank you. I think so. I, I'm happy with the decisions that I made. And, and I think that any parent who cares about being involved is going to do that right. You just have to ask questions and make your relationship with your kids the top priority so that you can guide them through those other relationships. That's huge. So many of our conversations come back to that. It's like that idea of staying involved, but also listening. Mm-hmm you know, and adapting to what your student or your child needs or is looking for? I think that at some point, the parent relationship, a healthy parent relationship, it goes from being a leader to becoming a guide mm -hmm. um, because children need a leader. And in many ways, high schoolers still need a leader. But you also have to eventually become a guide where you're explaining how you're leading and why you're going the direction you're going in hopes that they'll continue to go that direction. But if you just stay a leader and you never teach them how to guide themselves, if you never explain how you're guiding, then that's where the problems come in of not knowing what they're going to choose next. So explaining your decisions as a leader and becoming a guide, I think, is just a really important aspect of parenting. And that can sound like a daunting concept, like, oh my gosh, am I, am I becoming a guide now? Am I supposed to be a guide now? How do I do that? Um, but honestly, if you have the kind of relationship with your kids where you do have dialogue regularly and you do talk through things, a lot of times their questions will guide you in the right direction, you know? Teenagers often want to know, well, why do I have to be home by 10? Why is that so important to you, mom? Well, explain why that's important. Yeah. Or you, you don't want me dating so-and-so? Why? What's so wrong with him? 
okay, well, these are some of the things I've seen and that's why I'm uncomfortable with that. You know, they're gonna ask you questions. The effort comes in in how willing you are to give honest answers. Some big stuff on an early morning Thursday, huh? <laughs> you just have to like get going. I feel like we started out real slow this morning. <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut this out of the podcast because this is me severely talking on things I don't know about, but it really seems to me that when we were kids, there was a lot more emphasis being put on trying to be, you wanted to be like your peers. You wanted everyone, mm-hmm. everyone wanted to be the same. Mm-hmm. And now I see, you know, high school age kids who are very proud of their uniqueness and very proud to sort of be something that no one else is. And I'm using very vague terms, but is that anything like... Well, you know, I, I feel like I've kind of noticed that too. So I don't know if that has to do with you know, the community we're in right now, like the kids that we work with here in the theater well, department. Well, sure. That's its stuff. own very specific thing. Yes. Um, I do feel like, though, like even seeing things on social media and stuff, I, I, I do feel like individuality is a little bit more valued in this generation. Um, people are encouraged to, you know, express themselves a little bit more. I think maybe clothing is a clear reflection of that you know it's not necessarily all about name brand stuff anymore yeah Uh, yeah, yeah, um you know i have i have my thrifting account and so just the fact that i can be successful in that and that there are so many other people doing what i'm doing and we're doing it successfully and it's not all name brand stuff it's a lot of vintage clothing it's a lot of like hey this is just like a very different style and it's really cool um and a lot of you know young people are buying that stuff Whereas I feel like a few years ago, it would have been like, well, is it Abercrombie? <laughs> you know, is it, is it Aeropostale? Um, I wonder how much of that is due to culture being informed by, um, by the internet rather than culture being informed by like cable TV, right? Like, it, it, yeah, that's a really interesting topic. Hillary and I have been watching a lot of old seasons of Survivor, which are cringe at best, but also... But also such a good use of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, it, some of that stuff is kind of hard to watch. Like things that you're like, man, you, the, some of the most judgmental TV you've ever seen. And I think it's that era. It's that era that we grew up in the early, like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and I don't see that kind of attitude well i would definitely days. say that's still on like some reality tv well sure. um but as far For, like, as the old heads <laughs> but as far as like um I, I think you're right i think social media and stuff a lot of it is about like who can show the coolest new thing right you know and if you're constantly striving to do something new then you're constantly striving to do something different and so maybe that's that's the thing and i I can see how there's a lot of parts of that that could be very unhealthy, obviously. Sure, sure, Obviously, of but there's it's just something interesting that I've noticed about kids, you know, in high school now. I, I just, it gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, I, I do think that, um, you know, trying to all be the same, first of all, that's not the way God designed us. Yeah. He designed us to be creative and, and to try new things and um, to contribute something new to our community. Um, And so I know that a lot of basis for bullying in the past, a lot of times it was like, well, 
why aren't you wearing that name brand pair of jeans? Exactly. I mean, my mom talks about how she was like severely picked on in high school for having an off-brand pair of jeans, you know, and and her family couldn't afford the really expensive, you know, so it's just like that that was a basis and now i mean in any situation kids will find reasons to pick on each other so just because that maybe that reason isn't a highlight right now there are other reasons but in general i do think that individuality is a beautiful thing and um i was talking to the kids about this last night at rehearsal um before we go into dress rehearsal and stuff we have something called family circle where we just sit and talk about important things and just like chat and talk about their lives and what's going on and i love family circle it's one of my favorite things that we do um but last night one of the things that i mentioned to the kids we were talking about all these topics that we're dealing with in the show this year and i said you know satan actually isn't that creative he doesn't come up with a lot of new stuff. He takes what God's made and he twists it and he makes it negative. Um, and I mean, that's what really anything bad is. It could be something good, but it's twisted and turned into something evil or just something bad. And so I think it's that same kind of thing with individuality. Like God has created us to be individuals. He's created us to express ourselves in various ways. And we just have to choose the healthy ways to do that. Um and so going back to like this whole topic of the high school experience, I think every high school experience should be unique. I think every high school experience should be um, adapted to the kid, especially in homeschooling because you have the ability to do that. Um, I just think that that comes from being attentive to one another and the parents being willing to go out of their way. Yep. I mean, I saw that firsthand. We lived an hour away from everything. My, my mom had to make some serious strides and my dad had to... Um, you know, he worked really hard and provided for our family and he had to make a little extra money sometimes for us to do the things we wanted to do. And they were willing to do that for us. And the results are me and Jay sitting here saying, we think homeschooling is the greatest gift our parents gave us. And so just be attentive to one another and willing to make sacrifices. Wow. This junior episode went way longer than I meant for it to. We better get out of here. I have got to go, uh, run an event online and you've got to go direct a play. So let me go ahead and give us uh, our little bonus tip of the day that you (laughs) have just sent me. And it's quite good. (laughs) Want to protect your valuables at the beach? Stick them inside a diaper. Nobody's stealing that. It's a good tip, especially for summer. (laughs) Even if you don't have little ones, get a pack of diapers. (laughs) Stick your keys and your wallet in it. I'm very into it. Uh, It was just funny. Um, thanks y'all for listening and thank you for anyone who's given us like kind words about the podcast. That stuff means a lot. And again, feel free to send in any questions or any topics you'd like for us to speak on. That's at the greatest gift podcast at gmail.com. That's it though, right? Yeah, I think so. Thanks for hanging in there with us guys. We're we're still pretty sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all next week. Bye-bye.